nice things. Hello, good evening and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled, second anniversary special edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... My name is Paul Carmichael and I can't believe I'm still having to tell you that after two years. Shocking. Well, it's it's for our uh, hordes of new listeners every week. That's very true, yeah, because they're coming in their thousands. Yes, very I'm messy. sure they are. Yes. Well, we're soaking in the warm bath of new followers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like so Cleopatra. I'm, I'm, Cleopatra like, did that, didn't like, she? Like, like Cleo... What is it that Arthur... Uh, what? <laughs> Count Arthur Strong says, uh, clean Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wasn't that a thing? Wasn't she meant to have bathed in, in virgin boys' spunk? Well, yeah. I mean, well, the old... It was ass's milk, wasn't it? Ass's milk. I mean, the sanitised version. The crazy gang used to have that joke, didn't they? About pouring the milk in a bath. Do you remember it? Mm-mm. Pasteurised? No, just enough to cover me tits will do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is it Max Miller? It's probably Max Miller, wasn't it? Brilliant. Um, Absolutely wonderful. So... I'm wearing the same shirt I did two years ago. I've dug it out special. Oh, there we go. There that's, we go. That's hey, special for what, the boys and girls. When I buy a garment, I get my money's worth. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Have you still got like bits of clothing that have lasted forever? I, I've, I know people younger than my T-shirts. Well, this is the thing. I was I was going through uh, the wardrobe area because I was going to wear my frilly T-shirt, my you know, my frilled shirt to celebrate. And then I thought, yes. no, too hot. So, no, I'm not doing it. It is too hot. It's I've been in the hot. bloody yard painting all morning. No. Well, you see, I could have done with, at this point, an old T-shirt. So I thought, right, what have I got? And I found I've got one, uh, a Vic and Bob T-shirt. And this is from Big Night Out times. Wow. Two of them in the suit with You Wouldn't Let It Lie down the side. Wow. That must be, what, 91? It's probably be... as vintage as my Spike Island T-shirt. Well, there you my go. Stone I mean... Rose, because that was thirty-three years ago the other day. No, it wasn't. No, I, I know it wasn't. It was ten years. Well, three years ago, really. About that, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I'm still um... waiting for a new series of Big Night Out. I'm sure that I'm Channel Four to are back... going to commission a new one. I'm still waiting to go back to school after the summer holidays. They've not. You'd think they'd write to me. You think they'd let you know? We broke up in 1989, and yet here I am, still. There you go. Still not ordered back. Makes no sense, no sense it at all. You've been outside though, haven't you? Oh my dear boy, hideous, uh, hideous, painty time. Painting the house. Yes, yes, the back of the house. Mm. Yeah, I've worked Why? out that. Well, I've worked out that me and Mark have an arrangement. Okay. I get him to do a job. Yeah. He starts it. Yeah. And I finish it. Ooh. That seems yes. to be how it works. It's like, do you remember when Pertwee? told that story about how uh, he only realised when he became a father that because he always thought his dad was a bad father and then when he became a father he was thinking about he, he always kind of resentful for, t- for stories like his dad arranged to go fishing with him and uh-huh. he got there and his dad wasn't there he said but all the rudimentary elements were there to make a fishing rod so he put one together and fished for the day and he said when he became a father he realised that it was a test of initiative from his mm. dad and it was all you know set up in order yeah, yeah, to yeah. teach him life skills well I think that's what's going on with Mark he knows I'm capable oh he's training you he's training me I get to watch him for a bit and then he's he's off to the next gentleman oh, and then you take over no that's quite good you see I, I work the other way around I've no problem starting things but after Nor about 10 10, <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> after about 10 minutes so no absolutely not I'm not not doing it I get very cross very very stubborn with myself 
No, I it's shan't do it. Then I have to phone someone. ADHD business, isn't it? I, I think it's just stubbornness. I've got uh, the Carmichael stubbornness. I mean, my dad, so yeah. many other people. They, there's a lovely stubborn streak that runs through the family of just like, no, red line. There's so many red lines, though. I can imagine if there was a muddy field to cross and I said, yeah, I'll give you some Wellingtons and I said, put them on, Paul. You'd just be like, no. No, absolutely You'd rather not. get covered in shit. Yes. Mm. It's the principle of the thing, isn't it? Mm, no. Well, yeah, it is for you. But it for me, is. For me, my principle is having dry feet. Because I've got their monkey feet, haven't I? Oh, you have, yeah. Well, you could just sort of scoop mud up and sort of do some rudimentary archaeology as you go. We could take you to Bosworth Field and you could just sort of plough through and maybe find, I don't know, the, the horse of Richard III or something. She'll be under there somewhere. There'll be something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Or whatever it was, they stuck up his ass. Maybe that's there. And you could find it. Might it might be. Yeah. It, it might be. Yeah, you're quite right. The tours would find it. I mean, and you They'd say your it. feet would find anything. There you go. We could we could sort of do hire you out to time team. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I mean, we've had geophysics now for about 25 years. Oh, we're giving forget forget geophys. We don't want geophys. Here's Livesley, and he's just gonna plough with Absolutely. his monkey feet. Did you do that show? Was you in that show when uh, we did it with Phil Harden and Francis Pryor? No, I didn't do that one, no. Ah, you missed ah, out the proper yeah. smashing pair of guys. Oh, yes. Really good. Absolutely. Really I'm delighted good. that they're doing, you know, the new time team. Yeah. That's, oh, that's I, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. So, yes, I'm, I'm I'm, sort of fading fast today. It's a bit hot. I, I can tell, yeah. It is. It's far too hot. <sighs> and, uh, and you've been painting the house. Why? Because your house is house-coloured. It is house coloured, but because there have been three separate boilers put into the house over the years, it's sort of it's very time team as it is. The wall was a palimpsest, if you know that word. A what? A palimpsest. No. I thought you'd know that ancient Greek. No. I or is it Latin? So a palimpsest is a word for. So originally, the word comes from when they used to write on vellum and vellum was expensive, they'd do their best to wipe away what had been written on it and reuse it. And mm. the sort of traces of what had previous, previously been written gave it a patina that was referred to as a palimpsest. Oh. So when a wall is covered in, you know, bits and bobs of the past, like old posters or graffiti that's faded or it's been painted or there was a building there and there's the shadow of the old building or in my case, there is the repair work done on the wall when there's been three separate... Um, boilers put in and an mm. outside bog that's kind of the shape of that there. Right. The wall could be referred to as a palimpsest. Oh, okay. So it was looking like a palimpsest. So I decided to give the vellum a good wipe and and uh, whitewash me back passage. Well, always a handy thing to do, but you've uh, made a, a schoolboy error me. here. There's an error. Go ahead. I know what the error is as well because I've made it myself because the garden here... Yeah. White walls all round. Can't go outside. Because ah. whatever, whatever the temperature claims it is, add 10. I know, I know. Because from um, from growing weed in wardrobes when I was a younger chap, you used to paint the inside of them white. So, mm. not that I'm going to grow weed in the garden. No. Perish the thought. Ooh, um, no. However. Not, not my thing. Tomatoes. Tomatoes? I'm going to grow tomatoes. Because the ones in the shops taste of man-ass. They, they're just flavourless. 
Isn't that all tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever had homegrown tomatoes? Absolutely not. No, I mean, tomatoes, anything that, anything that tastes of earwax, I'm not eating. That's shop ones. Really? Yeah. If you grow your own, they're gorgeous. Uh, okay. Well, my granddad did that in his uh, house, you know, his little house near Penny Lane. He had this two up, two down. Mm. And the front room, which was by far the larger room, but the yeah. front room was just tomato plants. Absolutely everywhere. Loads of the bloody and things. The weed it was, was in the middle, like though, a jungle. Dan. That's exactly it. Yes, yeah, what you got yeah. from Carlos. Yes. There you go. There you are. So, yeah, I, uh, and to that end, my. Uh, nice thing this week is something mm. that I can't have up here because it's downstairs. It's uh, it's made by a company called Tomato Zone, and it's um, like a greenhousey thing, but it's plastic. It's like a freestanding job, and you chuck a grow bag in the bottom, las in some tomato plants because I've left it too late to grow from seed, mm. and then you have fresh tomatoes. Uh, okay, at the end of the season. Fair enough. Mm. What about any? You're going to grow any other veg or just tomatoes? Probably some chilies. Veg, fruit, of course. But okay, some chilies. Yeah. Okay. Light chilies. So I, I've kind of I've tried growing veg before here, and it's just been stripped bare by the caterpillars and the slugs. Mm. And I spent one day just picking all the caterpillars off. I put them in a jar. I drove them to a safe location. I thought we'd be all right. Mm-hmm. No, you can't see them. They're the same color as basil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. We're going. We're gonna go proper on it. We're gonna have a sealed unit that they can't get. They'll still get in, won't they? They'll completely get in. They absolutely yeah. will. Mm. They can do that. Fucking tiny little bloody things when they start, and then that's it, isn't it? They grow overnight. They inflate, and that's it. I lost. Uh, what did I lose to them? Potatoes about two years ago, when I actually thought I went a little bit good life, and I thought, yeah. right, I'm going to build myself a sort of a trough. Uh, to put uh, fruit and veg in and grow stuff. The issue there was I didn't think about actually measuring the wood because why would you? So yeah. I got some planks and sort of like just chopped them up a bit. But planks are quite long. So they when are I quite got long. them, yeah, when I got them and I sort of nailed this crate together, it was about a meter wide and there was nowhere to put it. Um, and it's still out there actually. But I, <laughs> then I chopped it, then I chopped it in two. So I had two of them. One of them just fell to pieces, so I got cross and I binned it immediately. Um, oh, arms folded, sulking. That oh, absolutely, yeah. That bin, no. How dare you? How dare you fall apart? I was livid. Yeah. The other one still out there. It's falling to pieces, but it's still out there. Yeah, that's that's sort of. But the thing is, when you've got something like that and you observe its its sort of decassia when you watch it, mm. you know. I had a mate when I was a kid. I've probably told you this before. Tell me if I have. So mm-hmm. where I grew up, there were these slag heaps, which were the spoil heaps from the pit. Mm. Uh, I suppose waste stuff. that they If this up. turns out you were at Aberfan and a disaster no, happened. No, 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 no. <laughs> Far from it. Um, I didn't like Aber. I was never an Aber fan. I yeah. um, had a mate who used to nick cars. Mm. And in these flooded old pits, he'd dump them in there. And he'd knock for me every now and then and go, come, come. I'd be like, oh man, no, it's no, it's only a few weeks. No, come on, let's go. Right. And he just wanted to go and see how much they'd rusted since he dumped them in there. And he'd just stand there with his hands in his pockets, staring at these sort of maxis and things like that that he dumped in this flooded pit. So, so he... Right, hang on. So, right, he didn't steal them to sell. He stole them and dumped them in a pit. Yeah. In water, like a flooded pit. 
Well, obviously. And I then mean, he'd go back. There was no water. He'd but, go back periodically right. to watch them rust. Was it a scientific experiment, or was he just it mad? It was. It was. I, I mean, if that boy had been born into a different family, he'd have been mm. a Nobel Prize winner, you know, on the effects of uh, precipitation on the Austin Maxi, 1750, obviously. I'm thinking uh, about Louis Pasteur and wondering if they would have given a similar reward for someone who made a Maxi rust, which he has stolen. Mm, which he had stolen. But, you know, that's because of it. That he, again, like uh, Mizzy. Is he called Mizzy? Mm. He is called Mizzy. Like Mizzy, he's a product of society, isn't he? No. You know, his no. white paper was never written as he preferred to sort of stand on the banks of the flooded pit and uh, smash the windows of the car with rocks. Mizzy's mum has thrown him out of her house. Good. Of course she has. You do realise this is all, like, a thing. The whole thing. You mean thing. a thing? Just a, it, it is a thing. It's an irritating thing. Yeah, but it's it all... It's all, it'll all be being stage managed and it'll be... I mean, people are talking about him. People now know who he is. He's now a brand, isn't he? So, of course, his mother has thrown him out. You know, and all these other stories. Oh, just keep him in the papers every day. I mean, how many people have you seen who've won the X Factor or whatever? And halfway through the X Factor, they come out as gay. And then, after a bit, oh, actually, I'm straight. I'm coming out as straight. And mm. then, after a bit, oh, now I'm... Whatever it is, Pan. bipolar or something. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. You know what I mean. You just oh, keep. You've got to keep your names. All publicity is good publicity. Oh God, yeah. You've got to keep feeding the machine. Mm. But, uh, but on the other hand, I mean, the, the the issue is, of course, if you make yourself into a into a hated figure, like this chap, it's not doing Piers Morgan any harm. No, that's very true. That's very He's true. He's loathed. He is loath, but let's not forget that he's gone from, what, ITV to... What's he on now? GB News. Is he on GB News? Oh, something like that. One of those, yeah. So, yeah, but I saw something last week, because I went and looked at this Mizzy thing, mm. after knowing how cross it makes you. It was like, mm. I need to, I need more. I need no. more to feed the beast. Oh. Um, and on Morgan's thing, apparently, he's got, like, the most downloads of summer he does. I don't know what it is. So what Mizzy is, has? No, no, no. Morgan has. So right. there's different ways of doing it now, isn't there? You know what I mean? I mean, I know ITV, <coughs> BBC, the the sort of traditional broadcast proper. mediums, mm -hmm. proper. Um, but they're not really. You know, there's there's podcasts on the internet that get like ten times the viewers that they do. Right. It's no so, guarantee of quality, though, is it? Oh, no. Well, Some people even listen to this, I've heard. It's well, just... indeed. To hear that about the boy who enjoyed Rust and Tomato Zone. <laughs> um, Tomato Zone could be a boy band, couldn't they? I suppose they could, yeah. They could, yes. Yeah. So when um, will your tomatoes be ready? Ooh, I don't know. End of the summer? Oh. See, I like, I've got this view of the summer, because I always right. hated the summer. Yeah. I used to stay in uh, the house all summer with the curtains drawn. Bad move. I did, honestly. Really? I did, yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah, but why? Why did you feel the need to, like a, uh, like a vampire, hiding? I, I told you I'd fathomed it out. Go on. Remind so when me. I was a kid, because we had no money and never went on holiday, mm. I'd stay in the house for a fortnight every year when we were off and pretend we'd been away. Okay. Mm. Isn't there a, there's a sitcom where someone does that, isn't there? Oh, oh. are we talking about the guy who um, said he died on a boat 
and his missus had bricked him up in the loft or something. No, no, that sounds like something from Edgar Allan Poe. No, it wasn't that. No, it was, uh, oh God, it was that Miranda. You know, the the tall, falling oh, over I... woman. Yeah, she did an episode of that. Oh, right, okay. Awful. Anyway, so it was that. Oh, okay. And it's sort of, you know, you get it's habitual, isn't it? Habitual learned so. behaviour. Anyway, so yeah. I have this view of the summer that's kind of very entrenched in... Um, English myth and folklore, right? Like Wicker Manny sort of, um, John Barleycorn, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So for me, the the summer that's about to unfold mm. is all sort of like each day is a different deity, and then someone's one of these deities. You know, they you know how the stories go. In the morning, this happens, and then and then there's a song at the end of the day that tells you the story of this uh, heroic, legendary, mythical figure. So mm. I, I, I see our summer like that, you know. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I don't know if the the Wicker Man would have, you know, the legend connected to it if, if, if it was just about Lord Summer Isle staying inside and closing the curtains. No, 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 that's the past. Right. I'm growing so... tomatoes now. Summer Isle grew apples. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying here? I do. I um, do. That's the old way I used to look at the summer. That ended some years ago. Right. So yeah. how how is that different? Because I mean, it's still hot. It is, ah, yeah. But I don't stay in the house anymore. I go out and paint the back garden. Absolutely, and then you end up knackered. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Absolutely. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. But, so, so um, that's your yeah. go on. That's your nice thing for the for the tomato of NATO. What was it I've called? I've got tomatoes on. I got a, a set of trowels. <laughs> you, you could know, have brought for... those up to show the boys and girls. Oh, I'm sure they'd have been the, fascinated. They're in the garden. You oh, know. Fair enough. They're, they're doing stuff. They're doing no, stuff. That's... They've been doing stuff all morning. I had to put a dry mix down on the uh, patio and brush what? it all in and then... Uh, no, hang it. on, hang on, hang on. Back. And you knew how to mix sand and cement, Mr. I don't know anything. Was I, was I right? What was uh, it? I... Three to one? Two to one. Two to one? Mm. That was, but you see, that was literally a guess. I mean, I've just said three to one. Oh, 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 three. Right. oh no, there was no... Oh, I thought it was God. hinting as a, a hinting at a hitherto unknown side of your character that you. Oh, back to the days when I was navying and building the railways. Absolutely not. No, no, I not. thought in a sort of. <laughs> I thought this would have been your granddad, teaching you things. No, no, he had an allotment, so yeah. there was. I spent a lot of time on the allotment while while he grew stuff, and I didn't find that interesting. But I found the watering everything really exciting. I love Only because you couldn't that. be bothered walking to the toilet. There was a lot of that, yeah. Oh, he yeah. had an outdoor toilet on the allotment as well. That was wow. brilliant because you could flush it and sometimes spiders would come out because they, they were in the system. Wow. So that was exciting. I don't like so, spiders. Oh, no. I Nobody don't does. like them. One of them tried to attack me this morning when I was painting his nest, web, whatever you call it. <laughs> I was up a ladder just like that. Fuck off, mate. That's going. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, yeah. are you shocked? That he wanted oh, no. to kill you? No, 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 no. But he, I didn't paint him. Well, we could. Officer. <laughs> i tell you what used to be mad when you were a kid. When you were walking through a field, you'd be in the middle of a bloody field, there'd be a spider hanging off its web. It's and mad, like, isn't it? Where that? the fuck are you going? Where has that come from? Well, it happens in the entryways uh, around the, you know, if I you go down the entries, you know, you yeah. can just see spiders hanging. And I can't see how they've done that. I, I genuinely don't know that. Right, if you think of an entryway, we're talking about something that's the best part of two metres wide. Mm. It was a little spider. And some other bloody thing's gone across. How? Are they jumping? 
Well, they do jump, don't they? Spiders. Do they? <laughs> yeah. There's actually um, <laughs> a genus not. of spider that are known for leaping. Right. Uh, 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 no. Uh, right, where are these? I know, yeah. Where are oh, they? Oh, far away. Oh, well, far there. away. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what um, Rupert's fond of doing. And he on. did it once. <laughs> he said to me, he said, uh, what was it now? Let me think. He said, have you ever got a spider and flicked it into a spider's web? Or a, a, Yeah, it was a spider. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, each spider's web is individual because Rupert's mad on insects. Right. Right. Same as his dad was. You know, yeah. he knows tons about all this business. And he said to me, what you do? There's a bloody spider there now, look. There you go. You, say, you talk about them, there they are. It's watching um, you. It's listening. It is, it's listening. Yeah, it's going to get its own back when I'm asleep, drink out the corner of my mouth. Uh, down it goes, absolutely. Like, like a Leo McKern in the Blue Lagoon, but in reverse. Oh, straight yeah. down. Mm. Anyway, so he said, oh, watch this. And he got a spider mm. and flicked it into another spider's web. Because mm. apparently, webs are all sticky. We know that bit. We do. But the spider who spun the bloody thing knows the bit there isn't, and it can run across. That makes sense, doesn't it? I assumed I I assumed it was something to do with its feet, but do go on, okay, well, right? I, I assumed that as well. But yeah. what Rupert told me was that one side's sticky, and there's another side of the what's it called gossip or something. Uh, there isn't. Right, well, so it so... can run when it sense when the web shakes, right? Yeah, and it knows oh. The Just Eat fellas here, right. right? And it runs across. And have you ever seen them wrapping the prey up with all yeah. eight legs? That's amazing. Uh-huh. So when it when it starts shaking like that, because you've got to remember, if, if it's prey are quite strong, they can extricate themselves. And oh, God, off. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, flick a spider into a web. Right. Fuck me, it's not my web. Don't know how to get out. Spiders don't give a shit. They'll eat other spiders. It's no sort of like, oh, all right, Brian, fucking hell, what are you doing? Been all on right, the ale okay. again. So, all right. So, but let's Rupert say, for will example, literally flick them on, yeah. a, on a piece of wood, but dying straight in. Watch this. What? Oh, all right. Okay. So, <laughs> let's say, for example, here's a web, right? Yes. Uh, which is sort of like side on. So, yeah. you're saying that that side is sticky and that side's not, so it can run down and reach through. Yeah, so Rupert told me. That's bloody amazing. Isn't it? That's, that's, that's proper amazing, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Oh, he knows loads about insecty things that are fascinating, like absolutely. But they are fascinating, aren't they? Oh, they're they're absolutely fascinating. I just had no idea. No. About that at all. It's weird, isn't it? Because insects, most insects, don't bother me. I'm fine with sort of like small spiders, and actually, I'm fine with big spiders. You know, like tarantulas. No problem. No. I've held that. Absolutely oh, yeah. not. You'd have to CSO them on me, like thorny waters <laughs> in the in the lotus eaters. Absolutely not. Or is it, I'm fine with those, but it's the ones in the middle, you know, those ones that live in your house at certain points of the year, and they look like they've got bloody fangs. Oh, aye. They're brave little buggers. Well, no, they're not. They're aggressive, aren't they? It's not brave, because they'll come at you across the floor, and you think, right, I'll take a step towards you, and it goes, right, and it starts coming for you again. I used to, like, terrify my mum with tomato tops. Putting them down, and, oh, spider, (laughs) she'd jump on the air, (laughs) top off a tomato. Wow. Mm. I had no idea about webs. There I had no go. idea that that was there the case. There you go. There you are, you see. Good God. All right. There you go. Inf- educational and informative. There you go. And then you've got daddy long legs. They're twats. I hate those. Crane flies. Oh, they're 
ridiculous, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they can't do anything. They can't walk. They can't fly. Aren't they sort of like pound for pound? They are the most venomous insect in are the they world. Really? But it's got no means of getting the poison into anything. Right. Which is just, there's a bit of evolution gone slightly wrong. Hmm. Incredibly yes. venomous, but they've got no way of injecting that venom. Well, you've seen Not these zombie ants and stuff like that when they're, they're driving a cockroach around. Oh, yeah, I don't like any of that. Mm. Not keen absolutely on that at not. all. No. no, you can see where sci-fi writers are just like that. Oh, that's good. I love that. Oh, God, absolutely. But it's mm. like that fish that swims up your penis. You know? No. In the re- in the rainforests, right? Yeah. There's a there's a fish, and you've got to be really careful because you think, oh, there's nobody about. I'm next to the Amazon. I'll have a slash into the Amazon, and it swims up your piss, and it lodges itself inside your cock, and its job is just basically to sit there and just get a bit of urine, but you can't get it out. You cannot get this damn thing out. Oh no! So you've got you've got to wait for it to die, and Spider, it just. Eh? Yeah, there you go. He's probably going to do that in a minute. But it, it and it just lives there. You know, genuinely, that's a really true thing. I swear to God. All right. Um, well, I mean, you were last week. You were uh, telling me how much you don't like South American culture. No. Which I find baffling. Really? Ah, oh, it's brill. Mardi Gras. Bossa Nova. All oh. that business. Yeah. No, no, there's something about the Bossa Nova rhythm. Why? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But that ding, 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 You'd have enjoyed it. <gasps> no. I, th- I think I watched. I watched the documentary once about Bossa Nova. Right. Really good. Back when the BBC used to do its job, and um, it was a form of music that was banned originally. You'd have enjoyed good. this bit, and uh, its main exponents spent many years locked away. Good. I know. Good. You'd have been. But then they it. let them out and they unbanned it. Yeah. Why? You don't like the girl from Ipanema, do you? That winds me up. That really mm. does wind me up. I can cope if I watch I Love Lucy and Desi right. Arnaz bursts into a song. I can cope with that if he does a bit of Babaloo or something. I mean, I sit there with a face on me, I'm sure. But, because, you know, it angers me. But I think oh, I'll cope with it for a bit. Because well, Desi Arnaz must have been South American with a Cuban. name like that. Cuban. Oh, I all right then. Not South American. Ooh. It doesn't count, you see. Oh, right, here, I see. Here we go. The uh, the Kandairu, oh, also known as the Canero toothpick fish or vampire fish, is a species of parasitic freshwater catfish uh, found in the countries of Bolivia, Brazil, oh, there you go, Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. Um, and yeah, that's what it does. Attacks on humans. Um, it's been documented. Uh, of flying, uh, going up people's winkies since 1829. Yeah, that's what it does. It literally, you stand there, you have a wee, and it goes up and it lodges in the urethra. Lodges there. And you cannot get the bloody thing out. And that there are chaps, there are chaps who've had to have it chopped off, not the fish. Corks. Yes. I had now, a sheep what's... tick on me knackers once. <laughs> you had a what? A sheep? A sheep what? tick. I thought it was a sheep on your knackers. Then. Oh, Sorry. God, no, 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 no. Not <laughs> since, a sheep uh, tick on your knackers. Not since the cart order. Yeah. Really? Walking through fields all day and whatnot. What, with your bollocks out? No, not at all. Well, See, I don't know how. I, I was having a scratch, as one does. Right. And it was like, oh, I've got an extra bit of knacker Testicles. there. What's, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. And I looked down, it, like, it was a baked bean there. Oh, my God. And what you've got to do is heat up a needle or a pin... Absolutely touch, not. Touch the little bastard. 
Mm -hmm. And it jumps off. Of course, I didn't know this, so I just pulled the damn thing off. And the oh. body remained in it, and it's like metal. Oh, God. That sounds horrific. All I, of that sounds I could horrific. have Lyme disease, for all I know. You, you could do. That's what's up with me. Well, maybe it's that. Yeah. For Christ's sake, don't piss into the Amazon as well. You could have just... I'm not bit, going there. I'm you'd not be going. a mess down there. I'm not there. going. I'm not going. Well, no, I don't blame you. Not with that sort of thing going on. I'll sit in here with me Herb Alpert albums. Much better. And bicycle clips on so nothing can get up your trousers. But, never uh, tie your clips off. I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. I did use, I don't know if I've said this before, this is feels like a time for sharing as we've been doing no. for two years. Yes, yes, I did, I did once use uh, Imac Her Removal Cream on my testicles. Why is that then? Well, I was 22 Ugh. and I was in the bath and I suddenly thought, oh. Imac her removal cream. Now, removal. That's the operative word, isn't it? Her removal cream. It doesn't remove it. If something's removed, then it's like a man comes round to your house and removes the bin. I don't yeah. know he's doing it. The bin goes. Okay? Right. Simple as that. Imac her removal cream doesn't do that. It burns oh, the hair off. Burns it off. Burns oh, a layer of skin off. I'm not joking. My, my knackers... They were about the size of a 10p piece. They shrank. They contracted. They were bright red raw they knackers. I'm sure it says point. on the thing, don't chuck them on your knackers. It, oh, I didn't knackers. read any of it. I just smeared mind it you, on. It's for, it's, it's for ladies, isn't it? Oh, mind you, well, these days. Well, there you go. But uh, certainly back in the mid-90s, which possibly explains why I thought it was a good idea. But so I did that. And then, my God, for about a week. And it was they went sticky as well. So they were like they sticky were just balls. sticky balls, but not not damp sticky. Just like it was like um, I don't know, like if a you wound. Just, yeah, like a wound. Or did you ever get one of those that used to get them with comics? You'd have got them, and they were like a, a, a little rubber octopus, and you could throw them at the window yeah. and they'd stick and walk down. That's what it felt like. It felt like one of them, and was the size of me. one of them as well. Wow. Two ye two weeks for them <laughs> to return years. to some sort of normality. Some Absol semblance of order. Yeah. Oh, God, that wasn't the most sensible thing I've ever done, I have to say. No. Do you remember when you were a kid? And I'm just wondering if I should have said that. Do go on. Well, anyway, yes. I mean, I might make it, might have to cut all of it. Might have to cut <laughs> this one. <laughs> whole episode. This could be the missing episode. Like go that on. Doom Watch episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Remember when you were a kid? Mm. Did you ever have that where it was cold and... Um, the old knackers sort of shriveled. They ended up like a corduroy cap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, being me, I don't mm. know if, if you ever did this, but I thought, oh, that's not right. They're incredibly walnutty mm. now. Mm. I'll pull them back into shape. Yes. Burn. Now, that is a burn. That's one where you want to throw up. It burns that much. That was ridiculous. Yes, I've done that. There you go. It must be. I, I, every chap I've ever brought this up to is like, yep, did that. Yep. Absolutely. And as I recall, I actually got them in both hands and pulled. Mm. Mm. I didn't pull them for long, I've got to admit. It was, a, it was just, it was instant pain. But instant. that burning where you want to throw up. Well, it was, it was like that, but it, it also felt like someone was sort of like was doing something to me spine as well. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. oh. The roots and knackers go deep, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, they must do like a human tongue, because they're about eight inches long, so God Oh, they go down long. to your arsehole, don't they? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, God knows how long the knacker roots are. We should try and find out. Well, look where Tomato Zone took us. 
Um, there you go. There tomato you go. Zone. It might be a magazine like Boy Zone. It, it could be for tomatoes everywhere. For the tomato around town, you don't like tomatoes. I can tell this. I don't like tomatoes at all. I, don't I am going to sort you some of my tomatoes out. Well, can you make them taste of something nice? Of tomato. Do you like? All right. Do you like like pasta saucy tomato things? Yes. That is what tomatoes are meant to taste like. But that's all sweet because they add sugar and stuff, isn't it? Well, they're not meant to. I mean, you know, if you buy yourself a Lloyd Grossman, I'm sure Lloyd doesn't put sugar in. I do get the Lloyd Grossman, tomato and basil. You know, I take those when I happen to be in Waitrose. Well, I I'm, I'm going to go to Waitrose this week. Why? Because I'm going down south. And that's all that they have there? Well, I'm a little pilgrimage to my favourite. It's your favourite waitrose. Yes, in Winchester. See if they still. Uh, <laughs> what's what's still... so special about this waitrose then? Um, I don't know. I just like it. Oh. It's probably not there anymore. It's probably a little now. It oh, mind you, there was a little be. next door. Oh, there you go. We're Maybe even an Aldi, and they can just compete and look at each other over the road. Mm. That would make a good sitcom, wouldn't it? You've got the boss of Aldi and the boss of Lidl. But it'd just... have to be a German one. A German sitcom. Yeah. Because the I'd German supermarkets, that. aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, the Aldis in Germany, there's two Aldis, isn't there? Because the two brothers who fell out, Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud. Yeah, that's right. Or however Germans yes. say North and South. That's right. Well, which ones do we have then, do you think? Have we, have, I don't have we got know. the Nord or the Sud? Um, probably Nord, I would say. Do you think? Well, I don't know. No. No. But we're the Northern Hemisphere. So, therefore. One would expect that Albert went north, wouldn't you, and came here? I'm sure it's so, Albert, yeah. or maybe that's Albert Hein. Have you ever been to Holland? No, I haven't. No. All the supermarkets are Albert Hein. Well, they oh, were. okay. Probably. I, I can't now. imagine someone being called Albert Aldi. That sounds like something made up. No, I think the names are like Albert and Brian. Oh, right. I see. Fair Not enough. Brian. Yeah. Um, Diane. Diane Aldi. What's a German fella's name? Dino. Um, yeah, Dino. Dino Aldi. Well, the two brothers, anyway, who fell out. Oh, okay. Well, that's Dino what's I can on. think of. Well, there's two, aren't there? There's one from the Flintstones, and there's Dino Di Laurentos. Mm, that's more an Italian name, then, isn't it? It is, though, isn't it? So, um, I can't Anyway, see. have you got any nice things this week? I have, I have, actually. Well, yeah, nothing, nothing to beat the... Uh, Tomato Jater, or whatever you called it. So, well, it's dis disappointing this week, I must say, on the nice things from. Because ever since I got um, Miles, uh, Miles Davis, um, mm. what's what's that really famous Kind of album? blue. Kind of blue. Ever since I got that, I'm on my third copy of that. I've literally worn two copies out. Okay, It I is had, Brill, though. Oh, it's Flamenco Sketches. Oh, that's just like... Flamenco? We're, we're, we're nearly there. You're halfway we're there. We're near there. We're you nowhere are. near there. Anyway, Kind of Blue is a beautiful album. And ever since then, I've been looking to capture that essence of that excitement. And I keep getting Miles Davis albums, and I go, Ooh. Oh, well, I mean, when you get to the fusion stuff, uh, is that what you're talking about? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, late 70s. Uh, no, this is, when's this? This is 57. This is miles ahead. And, oh, right, that's know, early doors, then, isn't it? It is. This is 50s, so I naturally assume with miles ahead. When's this? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, recorded May the 6th, my birthday, 1957. Nice of them to celebrate it 18 years early. But they've recorded one that's just, I don't know, it just doesn't... It, it can't recapture that 
essence yeah, but of the kind of blue. It just can't kind do of it. blue is why every, everyone knows it because it's like you know Perfect. the the zenith mm. of his powers. Yeah. Have absolutely. you never listened to Sun Ra? I don't think so. Oh, I wonder what you'd make of that. Okay, is that is when he's going a bit fusion and interesting? No, that's not Miles Davis. It's a guy called Sun Ra. Uh, As in the Sun 70- God Ra? Yeah. Early okay. 70s. Um, it's sort of like, I suppose it's funk, but it's kind of, it's all very... Oh, it's kind of got that whole flavour that the 70s had of like Eric Von Daniken-y thing, but it's also sort of African culture and it's Egyptian culture and it's all put together. And Sun Ra, you know, was just a genuine one-off. Anyway, so have you, do you like Funkadelic and Parliament and all that stuff? Bootsy Collins, George mm, Clinton? I have issues with funk music. Oh, that's a shame. I Sun know, Ra I know. Is- I, I just can't do it. I just imagine that I should be dressed as a pimp, shouting at people and calling someone bitch or something. I can't. I can't. Like yeah, Huggy Bear, kind of, that sort of look. You yeah, know. well, Huggy Bear. That's Starsky and Hutch. That's late 70s. That's kind of disco. Oh, I don't like disco. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Like what? Reginald Bosonket. All right, that's different, though, isn't it? Mm. That's that's a work that's of right, genius. That's right, ladies. Dance. Dance. Now, if, if all pop music had a bit of Reggie in there somewhere, or maybe Sue Lawley on drums, or something like that, be I'd be nice. happy with that. Yeah, I'd be that'd very be nice. happy with that. Yeah. yeah. So you so do like disco, one, then? Yeah, one disco song. And you like... Uh, what's he called? Um... Um, uh, the, the the Italian one where he makes things up. Present Cola Nedsonanchuzo. Yes. Well, that's more rap. I like to think. Mm, I suppose mm. so. But it's still uh, got it's still got sort of a lot of even though it's ten years before disco. Yeah. It's got all of its all of those elements. It's got that bass drum just. Keeping it's got going. it's got the bass and it's got the sampling and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it's got that. I bought I bought a Public Enemy LP the other day as well. Oh, Public Enemy are fantastic, though. Absolutely wonderful. Which one? Absolutely wonderful. I'd have to go through and get it. I can't be bothered. It's too hot. First Mm. album, uh, the the breakthrough one, which is... Oh, the breakthrough one is... um, Oh, Christ. Oh, can I see it? I can't. Uh, see it. I can't so I'd have to go from the start. Yo, Burnmush the show is the first one. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Is the second one? Is that the one you're on about? No, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. What an album. Oh, that is stunning, mate. Absolutely wonderful album. Night of the Living Bayheads, Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. Oh, it's it's absolutely even brilliant. don't believe the hype, which has been killed by overplaying, but it's still stunning. And that's the thing, isn't it? That one, I I, I knew that first through it being sampled by other people, mm. and I was like, I like the riff. Okay, that's nice. But then when you actually hear it, oh, it's oh good. man, I mean, louder than a bomb. It's mm. just fantastic. Well, they're all fantastic. Mm. I remember I used to have it on my Walkman on repeat when I was a kid. I had it on cassette originally, and mm. my mate was just like that. What's that? It sounds like a washing machine. Because a lot of the tracks have the da, 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 yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. It starts yeah, yeah, off yeah. with um, Tim Westwood introducing them, though, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Put to your like hands Tim together, make some noise, and all that. Yeah. And then they come on stage. Uh huh. Uh, and then it fades into um, I can't think which is the first track on it. It's not. Oh, she watched Channel Zero as well, which thankfully because Rick Rubin ran Def Jam as well as Def American, so he got Kerry King of Slayer 
to do mm. it's it's a riff from a slayer track angel of death she watched channel zero now is this from where Def jam is this where we got deaf too if you remember deaf too not sure because that's probably a reference to defcon one and defcon two and all that other business because it? it's about the right time isn't it when we suddenly got well that. it was all the zeitgeist wasn't it i mean if you watch them things now the 90s shows they're all sort of like, it's weird at the time. I remember thinking in the early 90s, you know, oh, why is it not the 70s? Because the 70s had some style and they had fashion. And you look back and it's like, we had all of that. We did. But again, didn't you say you hadn't heard of the Face magazine the other week? No, absolutely, I hadn't. No. Yeah, so I mean, that Def 2 and all those things were very much that, an extension of that kind of uh, intercontextualization, as they mm. used to call it in the early yeah. 90s. I didn't like Normsky. You didn't like Normsky? No, he was very loud. I I can't remember seeing him on much. He presented something on Def 2. I remember the first time Def 2 launched, I remember that they had a programme that was made up of archive clips, and I think it was meant to be ironic. I didn't get that. I just thought, wonderful, they're showing archive. And there was a Muffin the Mule and stuff like that. I thought, this is lovely. And the strand, the whole strand of two or three programmes was presented by Stephen Fry. And I thought, well, this is magnificent. But of course, they'd hired him so he could be in the tweed and be really stuffy and it would be sort of postmodern and ironic. Hmm. I assumed it would be that every single week. Uh, week two, Normski's there shouting at, me, <laughs> shouting at me and not standing still. Uh, stand still and look at the camera. Absolutely not. Well, Tim Westwood had a rap show. You probably don't remember this, uh, but there was a thing. I remember when um, Granada mm. went on 24 hours. Oh, quick swig of the old goblet of piss. Proper goblet of piss for the second Proper that, mate. That's, oh, that's, yes. that's a summer piss, that as well. That's a proper summer piss. That's, that's a held-in all-night summer piss, that one. Yeah, summer piss <laughs> and summer not. Um, <laughs> summer pissing had me at blah, blah. Anyway, because you like Greece. But anyway... Oh, I um, yeah. So Night Network, it was called on a Friday uh, when ITV went twenty four hours, and this enabled the child like me who didn't like going to bed to stay up all night watching the telly. So you'd get the James Whale radio show on the telly, which generally had Wayne Hussey bladdered, yeah. seemed to have him every week pissed, and then after that, at around about uh, I think first of all you got the Power Hour, which mm. was heavy metal shite. Um, and then you got Tim <clears throat> Tim Westwood's rap show, which is where I and I've still got like a VHS cassette of all the stuff on there because he'd have. So Public Enemy, he played the whole Night of the Living Bassheads. It's kind of an eleven-minute film, and it's very um, kind of at the time. It's just before we'd heard of the likes of Spike Lee mm. um, and all those sort of black American indie directors and stuff like that. Mm. And it had that kind of feel about it. And potentially, I don't know if you look it up, maybe it was Spike Lee who, who did this film. I've no idea who it was, but it was brilliant. And it wasn't just the song. It was like, oh, it was, it was like little bits or little scenes within it. And he used to play stuff like that. Uh, but I remember Death 2 mm. were the first, and I think it was part of Snub TV, which I think was Magenta Divine. I'm not sure. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she, that's the first time I heard KRS-One, mm. which uh, if you've never heard KRS-One, it's fantastic, by I all means so. necessary. Uh, so KRS-One and DJ Scott the Rock, mm. And then Westwood. So between those two shows, and then when the chart show on a Saturday morning, every four weeks it'd have like the hip-hop chart on. 
So between those sort of sources pre-internet, you could get a decent grab bag of everything that was going on, like Big Daddy Kane or Eric B and Rakim and all these other things. Mm. And and at the same time, there was stuff coming in in this country. It was just starting off in this country. Um, with, um, the likes of Overlord X and Derek B and people like that. So there was a lot going on. But the first guy to in my sphere that I knew who rapped in an English accent was Overlord X. He did a, a rap which was, I think, a BBC documentary called 14 Days in May about a guy on death row. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That rings a bell, yes. He yeah. did a track called 14 Days in May. And then, of course, you had Stu Allen mm-hmm. on uh, Key 103 on a Sunday night. He used to have a show called Bus Dis, where you could eat... Pl- Bus Dis, B-U-S-D-I-S. Was this buses? What's this? It was rap music. What's the bus got to do with it, then? Well, bust this, bust a rhyme. Well, they want to spell it properly, then. Well, I know, but it was a rap show, dear. Uh, it's no excuse for sloppiness. Well, anyway, that yeah. was boss as well. So between right. all those sources, pre-internet, you could keep track of everything that's going on. And then he used to have another show after called Beat Dis, which was all house music, which was kind of like uh, the Chicago Deep House stuff. Uh, Mo, uh, not Motown, uh, Detroit Sound. Um, people like Todd Terry. You remember? No. You remember Todd Terry? Yes, you do. I don't. Oh I'm yeah, Todd Carty. It was that name. track. It was big. It was a number one track. Todd Terry. Yeah. It started off with that Africa Bambata sample from Planet Rock. I mean, uh, have I lost you now? Yeah, I'm, I don't oh, know. Sorry. I'm, I'm just thinking of Mozart's Requiem to get me through this. Ah, story. Todd Terry was. Can you feel it? Do, 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 do. Oh yeah. I, I absolutely no. You don't remember I, that? No. I was no, like I've number never, one. I've never heard. Are you sure? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, yeah. Royal House was Todd Terry's uh, name on that one. Royal House. Can you feel it? The boys and girls out there will remember it. I'm sure they as as in can you feel it? Can you? Da, no, it's da, not da. That. That's the Jackson Five. Cracking stuff, anyway, dear boy. It sounds wonderful. We surely you also would have caught up with uh, Prisoner Cell Block H then. Aye, at that time, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, Sunday night. Yeah, I failed GCSE Biology because of Prisoner Cell Block H because it was on. Uh, it was on very it. late on Granada. Yeah, and it was. I think it was the episode where the prison caught fire. So I wasn't going to miss that, but it was on at half past one in the morning. So I the remember next the day, smoke billowing out of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, they went for it with that one. I remember someone. I used to like prison the cell. Yeah, like it. little character running around with their back on fire. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! It was quite horrific. But then the next morning, because I was very tired, completely pollocked up GCSE biology. Worth it though. Mm. Worth it. Yeah. Do you remember when um, what's he called in uh, Neighbours? Is it Alf Ramsey? That's the footballer, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Ram- he, yeah, he was in Cell Block H as well as a guy called Jeff Butler. Mm. Um, he used to wear leather gloves and shades, and he was a hired killer. Oh, that's magnificent. Who's the guy in Neighbours? Isn't it Alf with gingery hair thinning? Alf? No, aren't you? You're thinking of Home and Away, aren't you? Alf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, played yeah. by, hang on, Ray Meager. Him. Yes. He was in prison, the cell block H a few times, but in one time he came in and uh, as a killer called Jeff Butler and he mm. killed, who was the off, Who was the prison officer with the tash? 
Oh God, I'm not the sure. Bloke, anyway. Not the woman, the bloke. Well, not the lady. Not vinegar uh, tits. Yeah, can't remember. Anyway, killed his kids. So he wore these leather gloves, and when we used to sneak in at the witness rugby ground, uh, over the over the wall that had like glass stuck in the top, we used to have this thick pair of leather gloves, and we called them. One when the chap was up the top, you'd throw the Jeff Butlers down. Chuck us the Jeff Butlers, mate. Wow. No, I'm sure the boys it. and girls are loving this crap. They are loving it, I'm sure. You see, I do I do remember the freak. Remember the freak, Joan Ferguson. Joan Ferguson. Joan, yeah. She had the black leather gloves as well, and all she'd ever do is she'd be in there with a woman, and the woman would be looking terrified and cowering. Ferguson would put the gloves on, and then the door would close, and he wouldn't know what she was up to. Wasn't my she imagination. Vin- oh, my God. The thing she, she was vinegar up to. tits? No, no, Vinegar Tits was another one. Vinegar Tits was in it for a good while, but then the actress left, so they replaced her with Joan the Freak Ferguson. Right. I remember B. Smith. I remember yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. I remember a blonde... Libby Birdsworth. Yeah. Daft one, who always had a doll or something, or a teddy bear. Mouse, she was known as. Was she? And she died in the fire. She's the one whose back caught fire, and she was right. running around with the teddy bear on fire. That I remember things like "Rack off, Nylene. Yes, "Rack oh. off" was a great, uh, a great bit of stuff, wasn't it? "Rack off" does sound really yeah. offensive, and, and when they said it as well, "Rack off." Oh yeah, it was just like boom. Oh yeah, that's a brilliant bit of stuff. That was a shock to all the people who liked the Sullivans. Mm. I think that was because the Sullivans was my first exposure to Australasian culture. Mm. And Prison, Prisoner Cell Block H was my second. And in my mind, of course, it's I don't the same know. World. I, well, it basically was. But in my head, I think that the Sullivans I hadn't quite twigged onto the fact that it wasn't set now. So a part of me thought, oh, that's what Australia looks like then, which I, I thought looked rather jolly. That's what it's still like there. Yeah, just like that. Still there with Uncle Harold and that sort of character. Ah, yeah, he was great, Harry. He was fantastic. Harry but it's weird fun. how you associate these things because I remember. Do you remember around about the time that Royal House were riding at the top of the charts with "Can You Feel It" and all that business? Um, Bobby Vinton entered the charts with "Blue Velvet," right? Yes, because of the film "Blue Velvet," it made it yes. popular again. Mm. So I was going out one night, as one does when you're about sixteen or something like that. You're out every night, mm. and uh, my mum, for me nan, because she loved the song, had got "Blue Velvet" out the video shop. <laughs> Because we nan liked the song. Now, I didn't. I didn't have any awareness of what Blue Velvet was back then. Oh. I was more interested. I was sixteen, so yeah. I was, you know, whatever sixteen-year-old lads do. Mm. And um, I went out, and then I came back the next day, and they were appalled. Well, Dennis Hopper with the mask over his face. I can't imagine what your nan would have made him. <sighs> I don't think it stayed on very long. I can imagine not. I can imagine ah, another one of these. <laughs> ah, ah, baby wants the... and all that business going. Yeah. On. What a film oh though. God. Oh, it's a brilliant film. That shot at the start <clears throat> where it just goes subterranean mm. and then keeps going and there's this two little beetles doing battle. Mm. It's a brilliant film. I love that film. I think Dennis Hopper, I think that was the first time I saw Dennis Hopper um act. And I was just, I think I was genuinely terrified because he was too convincing. He was too good. Well, he so was part- a lunatic. Well, yeah, but dangerous, proper psychopath. And then the next time, I don't think I saw him in anything until I saw him in True Romance, which I personally would say is the best Tarantino script because it's well, not its own arse. The, there's some acting in that between him and Walken. In oh, true romance. It's, it's, it's stunning stuff. We must yeah. show the students that, you know. 
Oh, it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking. Have you seen Absolutely. the clip where Coppola's just saying, you know, this, that, and the other, and he's talking to Hopper, who's off his face, mm. when they make an apocalypse now. And he's like, well, this, that, and the other. And he's like, yeah, yeah, well, that's what I want to do. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, just learn your lines. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and all this business. And he's like, yeah, but I want to say this. He said, well, then once you've learned your lines, Dennis, then you can forget them and say that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just laughing. <laughs> with a cigarette that he just doesn't like. Wonderful. He's just off his face. I, oh, if you've never seen the Inside the Actors Studio, the Dennis Hopper one, seek it out on YouTube because it's stunning. Oh, I'll have a look for that. Oh, James Lipton was. A, I love him. Do you do you know those Inside oh, the Actors yeah. Studio? Oh yeah, they used to be on. Uh, there used to be a cable channel called Performance. Oh, I oh, is that what they were on? Yeah, I knew they were on, on cables. Mm. Yeah, the Dennis was, Hopper uh, one's very good. Yeah, Performance was the next channel up from Bravo. I thought they were on Bravo. There's where I got confused. Ah, no, no, it was on the performance channel. When you had decent channels full of nice stuff. um, Yeah. And and the landscape channel, which was literally just nice shots of countryside with classical music. I like that one. That was very useful on Sunday mornings, as I recall, to relax with. Yeah, I could do some of that now. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. Whereas this morning, I was watching something on... Oh, I don't know. It's got a stupid channel. What's it called? Blaze. This channel's got Blaze. Mm. And you'd probably love it. It's all that stuff about, you know, the, the Nephilim, the giants and all that. And that's oh, all I they call that. You love all that. They're, it's all that. And then there's the occasional, oh, let's do sharks and Nazis. What's next? UFOs? Yeah, we do more giants, get more of them in. <laughs> well, oh. there were giants. Yeah. There were. Were there? Yeah, oh, I. Where are they? Well, they died out a long time ago. They were all. Uh, they, they all went in the flood, didn't they? Okay, and they left nothing behind. No, they lock them away in museum vaults, all the skeletons they find. And nobody says anything. Nobody. 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 And if they do... They get shot. They get shot. Oh, that would explain it. Well, I wouldn't talk about the giants if someone was going to shoot me. I don't think there were any giants. It's probably best say that now. I I categorically don't. I don't. You You really don't, though. I really don't. I'm, it's all yeah. in the Bible. It's there. The Nephilim are there. Well, there's lots in the Bible that I don't believe. I mean, fair enough. You're going to go with that. So the snake could talk. I wouldn't like that. But that's a sort of em- embodiment, isn't it, of the snake that resides within us all? It's metaphorical. Well, it, d- it depends who you talk to. I think there'd be many a Christian who would say, absolutely not. There were two people under talking snake. Ah, but as John Cleese says, he's met many people who are theologian. Um, but it's these people who are dogmatic and uh, literalist that you've got to watch out for. Ah, fair enough. That was it, wasn't it? That thing I told you earlier, I must tell the boys and girls. Lovely thing that I found out about the Globe Theatre, yeah. which is just absolutely wonderful, because like I was saying to you, in the Globe Theatre, when they opened it in 1997, they had to get so much cash to build that damn thing, and they did the equivalent of fundraising. They even did a thing where they... They did a massive sort of like, this is what Britain's like over in America in about 1988. It's Sam Wanamaker. Yes, yeah. um, But to raise money from the States, they did this sort of like expo of Britain, of all the things that make us great, and it was hosted by Prince Andrew. So he's partially responsible for the globe going up, you know. But the other thing you could do is you could donate money, and then you could have a plaque on the wall, but they're on the stairs, on the floor, on the walls, everywhere. And like I was saying to you, my two favourites are, you've got one, which is John Cleese, and next to him is Michael Palin, 
not Michael Palin, because Cleese paid extra so they'd misspell his name. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Isn't that brilliant? That's absolutely wonderful. Well, I, I mean, the thing is that in recent years, Cleese has sort of ended up being a bit of a divisive figure, hasn't he? Some people he shouldn't have Twitter, mm. is my opinion. Mm. It's, it's just this, this whole um, culture we've got now where you just... You're damned for having opinions, you know. Yeah. So I don't know what true. opinions he's expressed that aren't on message. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. But he's obviously said something to fall foul. Oh God, of. he has. I mean, I think it's just the fact that he wants to bring faulty towers back. That's annoying. Oh, that's a bad, bad idea. Uh, faulty towers in the sun, so he doesn't have to go to Torquay and he can go to the Caribbean. And, right. Uh, I can't quite see because surely the whole point of it was the Britishness. Yeah, and all of it, it, it's 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 quaint, it's 70s, it's... It's Prunella Scales. There's so much about it. it that's you can't replicate. You simply can't replicate. That world's gone. Mm, it has. You know, uh, and the hang-ups that Basil has that were recognisable to us, mm. that, that whole class structure's not so much gone, but it's certainly not what it was then you well, didn't really get you do still get people who are small and wanted to climb socially yeah you know, but but then it was much it more this sort of thing of people knowing their place you knew where you belong in the pecking yeah, there was order. still that you you stayed could, there. I, basil believed in deference didn't he, he really yeah absolutely did. yeah and that's long gone oh yeah that that's well gone so i can't see how this works plus how are you going to explain that it's Basil with none of the other characters? And I just think well, that'd be quite sad. I mean, what he's going to say? Oh, Sybil's died. Manuel was deported. Polly became a prostitute. I mean, it's yeah, unless you're he's quite right. Yeah. You know, I just think that how are they going to cope with that? Because the idea that I mean, they're going to have to go with Sybil's no longer living, because the idea that oh, we divorced, they wouldn't have done. They just, they just wouldn't have done, because fundamentally, I think those two characters loved each other. Absolutely loved each other, deep down. It's, it's a strange one. I don't, I don't really see how it's... I'm not, I, to be honest, beyond the, the sort of my initial visceral reaction to it, where it's just like, no... Uh. I'd not given it any more thought. I'd not considered the actual practicalities of it, but... I hadn't till this week, and then he said something about it. Um, about how he's a, started writing it uh, last week with his daughter. So, oh. Okay. The summit went on, though, between, night, uh, between A Fish Called Wander and Fierce Creatures. Mm. Something happened to his ability to... I mean, a fish called Wander. I don't know what your opinion is on it. It's oh, a perfect. brilliant film. It's Charles Chilton, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Tyra? Crichton. Yeah, well, Crichton. Sorry, Br- it's, it's so good. It's, it's wonderful. So good. So but and then, then you fierce creatures. Dreadful. Yeah. Dreadful. And all the ingredients are there, aren't they? That's mm. the strangest thing. The cast is exactly the same. The writers are the same. And yet, yeah. I, no, I just never could. Never could watch no. that. No. So. Mm. No. Yeah. No, not too excited. Plus he's going, well, the BBC can't have it. I'm not sure why, but he's being said very... no. Well, there could be that. I mean, there is the aspect of have the BBC asked for it, John. I'd say they'd have been offered it. Hmm. Wouldn't you? I reckon straight for streaming services now. It, it'll go straight... I thought it was on GB News, you know. I've just realised that's another thing, isn't it? It's not 
on GB News. This what, the new Fawlty. series of Faulty Towers? No, he's doing <laughs> a series for GB News. Well, so they say. Oh, Where is right. it? I've not seen it yet. Yeah. I somehow had it in my head Faulty Towers was going to be on GB News. I wonder and if Cleese realised realizes that that means he's got to be in Britain quite a lot. Because he doesn't like to be here that much, does he? he likes does to... he? Have you got yeah. to be here for that? Well, I would think so. I mean, they did when, when they started, what's his name? Andrew Neal. Uh, mm. would occasionally broadcast it. And I think the, they basically tried to make it look as though he might be in the studio, but he was clearly in a corner of his chateau in France. You know, oh, so... Man. Can you just, imagine that? Oh, I can. Oh, I can. Oh, I'd love a chateau. I've just realised I've not got one. Uh, it's horrible when that happens. I saw a house for sale yesterday... Yeah. And I did quick mental calculations in my head. And I went, well, I can do that. But I can keep this place, rent this out, and buy that outright. I just need about one and a half million. Oh. Oh, that is but a shortfall. For a little while, it was just, well, I can do that. That's absolutely fine. Then I realised it was just the one and a half million quid I didn't have, which was going to scuff yeah. everything. Yeah, that is a stumbling block. Mm. Wasn't happy to realise that. But you've still got DVDs. I've still got DVDs. I've still got lots of records. And that's something, isn't it? Because we were saying before we before we started recording, what actually has happened um, over the last two years? How has the world changed? Oh, yeah. And I suppose the key thing for me is that because of the lockdowns and all that, so, you know, I, I went mental for just getting records. Mm. And sort of all of a sudden I've got a collection. Before COVID, I had about 10 records. Now I don't know how many I've got. I'm no. scared to ever count. But um, I mean, the only other thing is back, back when we started this in June uh, 2021. Yes, let's see June if this, 4th. Yes. Let's, should we see if this uh, springs anything to mind uh, right. for you? The attempted assassination of Katumba... Wamala. Do you remember that? Pass me by. Uh, four gunmen on a car opened fire against a convoy carrying the Ugandan Minister of Transport. Yeah, yeah. don't remember that. Don't remember that. Uh, what else happened? COVID. Yeah. Malaysia came out of lockdown. Singapore began. Uh, it's just nothing happened. I don't know what's happened in the last two years. No. No. We've done this. We've done this. This is about it. That's about it, isn't it? Well, there's been loads of stuff happened. I mean, to be quite honest with you, life is a hell of a lot better than it was when we started this. Mm-hmm. Speaking personally. Oh, no, I'd agree with that. I would know, agree with that. Things are a lot better. Yeah. Uh, we've matured. We've people. matured in a, in a way. Um, I like to think that uh, a lot of personal growth has taken place. Well, I think so, and I, I presume so. You know, it, it comes from uh, struggling against adversity, doesn't it? I mean, in your case, it was almost dying, falling down the stairs. In my case, almost dying because my nervous system decided to go, yeah, you're having that, you bastard. It's yeah. that sort of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's that sort of thing. It's odd, isn't it? Life's strange, dear. And I've got the Lotus Eaters on DVD. You've got the Lotus Eaters on DVD and the Sandbaggers. Oh, no. No, you've what got a waste to give it of money. Go. How far into the sandbaggers have you got? Disc one. Has Diane Keane come into it yet? Oh no. Get on disc two because I assure you, Diane Keane's first episode is not only a beauty, but it stars Peter Miles, basically no, blacked up. To be honest, he's meant to look like a Greek businessman, but they've really gone for it with the makeup. Right. Oh. Um. Uh, doing the most outrageous accent. 
It's wonderful. And then you are two episodes away from the most shocking conclusion to a series. And you won't spot it. You won't. Well, you will see it coming, but it's too late. It's too late by the time you spot it. And you're like, oh, no. You had me at Diane Keane. There you go. Diane Keane. Wonderful Diane Keane. Absolutely wonderful. Oh, aye. Sue Holderness uh, from Only Fools. Marlene. Marlene. She's she's in the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. You've got to stick with it. Yeah. Sue Holderness is a weird one pre-comedy, isn't she? Because mm. she she is actually decent. Oh, she's a brilliant when, actress. When you see her in a role and then you think, bloody hell, you did this and that's your lot. It's comedy yeah. all the way. Absolutely, that is. But she's, well, um, she's capable of both. Oh, she's so capable. I mean, really, mm. in the sandbaggers, the, the performance is just this beautiful naturalism. Yes. And it is a bit of a shame. I suppose that's something that's changed... That's slowly changing, isn't it? The idea of being typecast in a role. These days, there is much more of a desire to actually experiment. And all right, you can do that. Let's see if you can do this. But where are we talking there? 78, 79? Oh, no, you've done Marlene now. That's your lot. Well, Marlene came into it in about 85, 86 or something like that. But there um, we go. We like you in that role. Just do that one. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she is bloody good at comedy. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, but she's also brilliant as a dramatic actress. Oh, she's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful, Sue Holden. But when we're talking she's... this sort of thing, you gotta you gotta remember people like Max Wall. Mm. Bolan. Bolan. Bolan's ability as well, you know. Oh yeah. Which is something that like I've like I was saying, I don't know if I said it on here or just to you, but Bolan's ability was something that I've just not noticed, and I think it's because he's so good that mm. I watched bits of the Lightly Lads, and I thought, oh, well, that's James Bolan, is it? Oh, it's not. No. It bloody well isn't. That's just no. such a good piece of acting. Yeah. And then you go, when the boat, and you're how how are you doing that, James? You've got to that's see Otley. Just... You've never seen Otley, have you? No, I haven't, no. You've got to see Otley. Mm. Tom Courtney film, mm. 1968. Brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. I'll it, give that again. James Villiers in it as James Villiers. Yes. Um, but James Bolam's in that, and he's brilliant in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, I, there's I need to watch decent. more stuff with him in. Uh, mm. Oh, wonderful! Absolutely yeah. wonderful! Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Yeah. I shall. I shall be doing that. Yeah. Well, um, I think we've drank the well dry dear oh i think so there you go two years summed up in just an hour and six minutes there we are well more uh, like a minute we talked about what's happened over the last two years yeah that's to be fair we don't remember any of Mm. it but there we go uh i don't remember any of it no not a clue the uh the only other thing that i've uh i didn't get it this week i found it and it's sat on a shelf behind other things for ages and i must have a look and it's uh reggie bosenkay's let's get through wednesday What's the X on the front? I them? have no idea, but it's got a big X on the front. I wonder if it's... Is it X Library? No, it's not. It's just got a big X on the front. And on the back, it's got another big X and 25p. That's what why you're paying. Why would you do that? I don't know why you would do it, but the photos, the lovely photos of Reggie sat at his desk oh, ready to go live. Um, yeah, that it's just absolutely wonderful. Look, uh, Wine, champagne for breakfast, red... <laughs> uh, God, it's difficult to see through this. Uh, women, he's actually fond of them. Song, exceptional baritone. <laughs> it's like just running through how wonderful Reggie is on the back. <laughs> um, old cars, 
particularly his cherished 1950 size Mercedes 300S. That's nice. He's been a sub-editor, foreign correspondent, um, interviewer, as well as newscaster. He was with ITN from the start in 55. He knows the people, the, uh, the techniques, the panics, the stories, lots of stories. He was watched by millions and is missed by millions. This is his story. Oh. You must read it. This is having, I think, a little read. Of I this. wouldn't mind betting that that marker pen will come off. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon that you wouldn't do that. Why would you get you... that up? It's permanent, mate. Oh, it's that's permanent. criminal. It How is, could you isn't expect it? to sell a book when you put a big X over Reggie's face? Well, it, it worked. I mean, because, you know, beggars can't be choosers, really, can they? But, uh, oh. When I resigned from ITN towards the end of 1979, everybody wanted to know the real reason why. And this picture in the papers implied I wasn't telling. There was no real mystery about it at all. And here he is. Shh. Look at him. Ah. Ah, bless him. Reggie. Was he sans syrup, though? He is, I think. Mm. It's a magnificent herpes he's got, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definite Leonard Parkin. Oh, yeah. Absolutely magnificent. So Chaps used in... to have those big things, though. These great big thumping lumps of grey hair on the top of the red combed over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Solid. then you get the ones... That's the thing, isn't it? Because you get them, these chaps, who look like they've got a syrup on and then absolutely haven't. Ronnie Allen immediately mm. springs to mind. That should be a wig. And it's not. Mm. I find that quite shocking. Well, Diddy David Hamilton, wasn't it the first children children in need? No, he wasn't in the studio. He was out doing whatever. Probably BBC Radio Surrey. Yeah. And someone offered him 2,000 quid to take his wig off. And he was like, it's not a wig. It's not a wig. And he wouldn't. It is a wig. It's absolutely a wig. Mm. And 100%. Terrell had the same hairdo, didn't he? Who did? Terrell. Wogan. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, but that wasn't a wig, was it? Well, who knows? It had Watch. that drip-dry look about it. But chaps did have them big lumps of hair on the top of their head. Oh, combed, God, absolutely. Combed up from their armpits. I don't know how they managed it. Yeah, sitting there like mm. a like an ice cream on the top, yeah, like Mr. Yeah, Whippy. Yeah. And the oh, football absolutely. players that had them as well. You had Ray Colts. You had the Charlton brothers. And you'd see them running around a pitch, and when the wind hit it, it'd just be at 90 degrees, like this bloody big thing on the yeah. top of their head. Oh, absolutely. Smashing. Yeah, proper. Do you remember Councillors Cox and Evans? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you fat bastard. Oh, God, they were Wonderful. good. Wonderful. God, they were good. stuff, yes. Anyway, there yes, we go. Yes, I think it's time for a story from Matron and a milky drink. I think so. An early night all round. Oh, yes, time to travel tomorrow. Oh, uh, will it take you long to get down south? Mm, yes. Oh. Yes, about five hours. Oh, 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 I know. Absolutely not. And I've got who pays the ferryman coming in the post. When's that arriving? Whilst you're away? Whilst I'm away. Oh, dear. It'll be there on the mat. It will. How long it are you will. away for? Four days. Oh, five days. Huh? Oh, God. I know, I'll have to take two pairs of socks. You'll have to take lots of supplies with you. I take will. some Ian Hendry. DVD player. Absolutely. Take a little yeah. DVD player and lots of Ian Hendry. You'll be right as ninepence. Ian wasn't invited back for Who Pays the Ferryman, obviously. Oh, no. Absolutely. When's that? 79. Mm. So we're only we're only five years away from his last appearance on Brookie, aren't mm. we? We're, 
He's not at his best. Bless him, you know that. Looks like Ricky Tomo in it. Well, yeah, but with the big distended tummy and all that, it's a... Mm. Nah, it's a crying shame, is that? Wouldn't that nowadays? No. Eamon Holmes would step in and save him. Hmm, maybe. You mean, hmm? Maybe he would. He'd sit there and he'd say, oh, I'm going to save him and make some sort of vague hints of something but not say it. Come on, Eamon! Put your money where your mouth is, for God's sake. I would imagine there are a team of lawyers preventing him from saying what he'd like to say. And he oh, probably did think. say it, but it was on, on the cutting room floor. Oh, I would think so, yeah. I would think so. He talks about how great he was an awful lot. There was an awful lot in that interview about him being a brilliant presenter. He never actually said it, do you? He didn't go, thing is, I'm great. But everything was basically saying, well, the thing is, I'm great. It's... I'm a nice person. I know I'm a nice person. Uh... He said that. Oh, he probably yeah. is a nice guy, actually. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, who knows? He comes across as a nice bloke. Not as nice as Paul Coyer, of course. Mm. You know. Nobody comes across as nicely as Paul Coyer. What happened to him? Didn't he I used to love on... opener. I think Paul Coyer, yeah, with Patty Caldwell. Oh, Smashing I'd stuff. Proper fancy Patty Caldwell. I don't know what it was. I think I know. It's weird. If I think about women on telly who I've fancied, yeah. it's, it's like, you know... Prunella, but when she's in Sybil mode, it's just like, mm. oh, you Stunning. know, but just but if she shouts mm. at him, oh. so there's that. Um, what's her name? The freak from Prisoner Cell Block H. Oh, can't remember her. Joan Ferguson with her gloves. Though that was a bit. Oh, don't know what that was. And oh then, no, no, I remember her now. Yeah, she was a big bruiser. She was terrifying. Absolutely, she was oh, bloody. I... She killed people, but there was a part of me that went. Oh, yeah, I remember me. her now. Yeah, like darker in a bun. That's it, Maggie yeah. Kirkpatrick. Her name is, yeah. and when you see her interview, she's the nicest person in the world. She's absolutely lovely. Um, but yeah, it's that sort of, and then Patty Caldwell with that voice that just sang of Benson and Hedges. Mm. Oh, I'd stay off school and watch her. Absolutely. No, I didn't for me. Really? Mm. Oh, could you imagine you get a good telling off of Patty? Yeah, she's sort of got that. The gingery northernness about her, hasn't she? Like Pat Phoenix. Oh no. No, but there's a touch of that sort of similarity, isn't there, in terms of the the Pat outlook was a the, creature the accent. of the tropics, though. Well no, that's sizzling. Oh no. Nothing. Burn your hands on Pat. On Pat. Oh, well no. Pat was special. Blimey, yeah. Pat was special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Um anyway. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. There you um, drifting off there. Yes. Back Set adrift on memory bliss. Mm, well, remember that? No. <laughs> I thought you'd remember that. What's that? They sampled True by Spandau Ballet. Set adrift on memory bliss, you send me high. Do, 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 do. Do you not remember that? I, I remember the original Spandau Ballet song, but it made me oh, feel... Oh, that was shit. It used to make me feel sick for some Horrible. reason. There were certain songs that actually made me feel like I might vomit, and mm. that was one of them. Seasons in the Sun, Terry Jacks. That sort of thing. Just mm. like, no, absolutely not. No, wham. No, no, All no, Wham no. songs used to make oh, me feel wham, like I dreadful. might be sick. Yeah. Wham. Dreadful, dreadful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Let's just end it on a on a downer for the voice. Well, oh. no, Pat, oh. Pat wasn't a downer. Oh, Pat's not a downer. Pat's not mm, a downer. Not at Pat's all. a right upper. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay oh, well. then. 
Four, there you go. four years. Fourth of June, two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. Well, we should get... What, what a shame we couldn't go with our original plan and make this the 100th as well. Yeah, well, you see. You know. Oh, well. Best laid eggs and all that. Oh, absolutely. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah what that's happens. exactly the case. That's exactly so. what happens. Oh, we'll get to so, 150 for the third. Okay. We will. Well, there yes. have been some developments between now and then. Eamon Holmes will have gone case. Oh, he'll be on top of the GB News Towers, tie round his head, shouting, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a great person. You'll have got that. <laughs> we'll have been offered the slot on GB News. I'd turn it down. I wouldn't. Oh, no. I can imagine Carmichael on GB News. Strong arm. Strong arm. Strong okay. arm's view. Absolutely. Join oh, me after the news. There you go. Isn't yeah. that how they all talk on there? It's something like that. It's all, it's no, all that's quite a, Jeremy Kyle, he's not on there, is he? He's on talk. I keep getting them mixed up. Is he? Jeremy Kyle, yeah. yeah. Oh, dreadful. Dreadful. Join me. Yeah. No. Awful. Just be Jeremy Clarkson if that's what you're trying to do, you mm. odious little shit. Well, there's three oh. of them, isn't there? There's Clarkson, Vine and Kyle. And that is the correct order to place the Jeremy's mm. in, isn't it? In terms of... I like Clarkson. I like Clarkson. I love that farm thing. Oh, Clarkson's farm. Yeah. Magnificent. It's yeah, brilliant. They're, they're filming it again at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I like it. I like how he makes a lot of points about farmers and stuff like that, you know, and bureaucracy and business mm. like that. Oh, no, good absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It's good farming stuff. is something I would love to be a farmer, but I don't want to do the farming. Again, no. it's that thing. What I want to do is be an Emmerdale farm in 1974. Yeah, you just want to be Fraser Hines in that sort of barber waist courty thing, don't you? The body me. warmer. That's all I want. And Matt being in t- top field. In top field? That's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I could do that. Going home to Ma, who would have made a how did oh. How did Matt land Dolly, though? I don't know, actually. I have just got telly, to it. Where am I up to? I've got, I'm up to volume five of Emmerdale Farm, I think. So I'm only in 1974. Frederick. Pine. Pine. Yeah. I remember I've... seeing him after he left Emmerdale with a tash in a play and that. And he's like, bloody hell, he's quite dashing, actually. Maybe mm. that's how he got Dolly. He had a tash. Maybe that's it. Yeah, he's uh, he's right up there in equity, you know. Right oh, up. Top of the rung. Of, uh, he's of still equity. with us, is he? He is. Splendid. He, he's Good on Twitter hear. as well, actually. He doesn't do much, and, and you've got to seek him out, because it's not really? like he's at, at Freddie Pine Emmerdale or anything like that. It's sort of at like... It's, top field. It's, it's numbers <laughs> and letters and things. But then occasionally, Dolly replies to things on, uh, on Twitter. Oh, nice. And so you go, what? oh, there he is. So you, he's, tease, he's, you tease, Dom. Yeah, so he's still like there. I was yeah, happy right, to right. see you mention Norman Ashley today. I love Norman Ashley. Norman Ashley, absolutely love magnificent. Love him. He's brilliant in the Sweeney. As, oh, was he uh, in the Sweeney? He's in the Sweeney in one episode. He's a public school boy who's very quickly escalated through the ranks and ends up last glug of piss uh, and ends up um, on the job with Jack and the boys. But he's mm. he just loses his bottle and oh. causes a catastrophe. Oh, superb! He he's, is brilliant. I love Norman. Brilliant. Those, those flawed characters, so strong on the surface, but he plays flaws really well. Does Norman? He um, turned up in a series you won't have seen called Thief Takers, late nineties, mid to late nineties. And what I loved about Thief Takers was it had um, Nicholas Ball in as one of the main men. Yeah, I otherwise known as being on. But I remember thinking, I'm not watching that because of the title. Yeah, it was garbage. 
But mm. Norman Ashley turned up in one, and he was brilliant. Oh, he's brilliant in everything. He is. He's, he's criminally nice under, underused. I hope he's uh, always busy in the theatre, because he should be working, that guy. He really should. He's he's a magnificent actor. Mm. But, uh, yeah, bless him. Hope he's, hope he's doing well. I'm sure hope he's, he's doing well. Hope you're doing okay. Norman. Hope he's having a great big load of birthday cake right I now. I hope so, too. That's what I'm, I'm a for. good person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, great. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but you watch some Dan Walton, there you go. Is that the shouty Australian man? Is he an Australian? Sounds it. Very annoying. Very annoying. Very annoying man. Isn't he someone off the X Factor or something? Yeah, wasn't he a gossip columnist or something? I don't know who these modern people are. I think mm. he was a gossip columnist. Yeah. And now he's pontificating. Apparently. Mm. Yeah, um, he was certainly doing that. Uh, my uh, phone's blown up with, with messages. Oh, mine too, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, all right, mate. Come on. Sure it has, Dan. Absolutely. We'll have to cut all of this out, otherwise people will know that we've know watched what? Dan oh. Wotton. For, for research purposes. Oh, yes. Yes, we had to have something to talk about that was contemporary. There you go. Has to happen occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, we've had our fill. Okay, mm. well, we mm. hope you enjoyed whatever that was. And we hope you have a lovely week. Oh, you had a lovely week. And mm. plenty more to come. And until plenty more celebrations to come. Oh, always, yes. always. See you for more. year three. Yes, two years, two years. <laughs> yeah. And until the next time. Uh, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice.